2: Good morning, everyone. I'm Debbie Lauchs. I'm calling from Newport Beach, California.
3: And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I am in, where am I? Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 4th, episode 2384, brought to you by Stateline Tech. Good morning, Horse World.
1: Hey, you made it to Wednesday. Only three days left till a weekend full of horsey fun. Lucky for you, you have Jamie and Glenn to get you through on Horses Horses in the the
2: Morning.
3: Got to make my own adjustments. Hey, Debbie,
2: <laughs> thank you for joining me and filling in for Glenn. I'm happy to. It's always fun. And we're going to see you in just a couple of days. So I'll, it's I'll almost like t- a reunion already. Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. I just wanted to,
3: you know, warm you up to me. That's right. <laughs> Remind that you little... what you're getting yourself
2: into. We'll <laughs> transition to Jamie.
3: <laughs> yeah. So tell everybody why I'm
2: coming out to California tomorrow. You are coming out to California, Jamie, too actually a facilitate a horse sense in healing again for our veterans and first responders i'm so proud of you you make that trek Probably not an easy trek either from Norman, Oklahoma, all the way out for three days of fun with our veterans and uh, first responders and their supporters. So it'll be a crowd. There'll be about 30 in the room when we're done. But there's 10 veterans and first responders that are coming because they either are returning, half about half of them are returning, and half of them um, don't know why they're on a horse farm. (laughs) They're, They're wondering why their supporter or spouse or brother signed them up. And uh, they're going to meet you, and they're going to meet Monty, and they're going to meet our facilitators that show them a good time and and a join-up, too. We make them work, don't we?
3: Yes, we do. And I would like to say – excuse me – that – I have a lot of students, especially on Thursdays, for some reason, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, is kind of my teaching days here at the farm. And I had to tell everybody that I had to cancel all the lessons. Right. And they're mm-hmm. like, why are you canceling lessons? And I'm like, oh, because I'm going to teach a clinic in California with Monty Roberts. And they're all like legit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it it sounds good for me too. So it's all it's it's cool. I actually I love doing it. I get a lot out of the weekend. It is a very exhausting, you know, mm-hmm. emotionally exhausting weekend, mm-hmm. more than physically. But it is worth doing, and I I see a lot of value in it. So
2: I'm I'm honored to to be a part of it. You're amazing at it. Thank you. Thanks for being out here too. They will thank you too when the weekend is done. It's almost like camp breaking up on the last day. No, I but- know
3: home. Oh. <laughs> I know it is. Well, hey, coming up on today's show, we have a special in-studio guest that may or may not live next door to Jenna Glenn, so she didn't have to make too far of a trek to make it into the studio. And then we are uh, we have some weird news. Good Lord, yeah. there's always weird news. I think, <laughs> you, you know what, if you need a break from the coronavirus news, dear <laughs> God, I'm going to give you a break from that because... You're going to want to stick around for that. And also, we've got Stanford Moore coming on from Black Reigns Magazine with his guest. And um, the guest may or may not have something to do with California Chrome. So uh, we will be doing that in a second, right after our Daily Whinnies.
2: All right. So I will do the first Daily Whinny, and that goes to Lisa All Press, because she makes history as the first female jockey to win in Saudi Arabia. Woo-hoo. I love it. I love it. Things are changing. I think quicker maybe in Saudi Arabia than the U.S. But uh, we've had women jockeys for a long time. But you know, for them to go from no, you can't drive a car to sure, you can drive my million-dollar thoroughbred is mm-hmm. pretty cool.
3: Yeah, really, really awesome. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just elated and ecstatic for her. You know, there's so much. Other drama surrounding the races, but, um, mm-hmm. this is something really bright that came out of it. Well, one of the bright things that came out of it. And, uh, so we're happy, happy for her. And that's awesome. Sure. So here's the thing, Debbie, I have four dogs. Okay. Okay. Yeah, four dogs, a lot of chickens and ducks and guinea yeah. and horses and <laughs> guinea pigs. Yeah. And uh, by the way, one of my guinea pigs is going back to the vet today. I just can't clear up his upper respiratory infection, even though he's getting like anti-allergic bedding and all sorts of <laughs> BS or a guinea pig. But like, it's stickers, and we love him, so he's going to the yeah. vet today. But I have this dog, Danny, and Danny mm. is half border collie, half psychotic. Yeah, but. She's manageable because we have found something that she loves to do. And that is retrieve and fetch. And she will, she will, Chad will hit a golf ball into the pasture, 200 yards way out. And that dog will literally go grab the golf ball, bring it back to him in a very timely fashion and drop Mm -hmm. it right in front of his club for him to then hit it again. (laughs) Well, Danny started limping
4: on a high leg.
3: And I was like, Oh, my God. She's torn her ACL, MCL, yeah. whatever CL there is at a dog. And, intern- a dog. <laughs> and this is going to be like a freaking $10,000 surgery. and It is going to be a nightmare. I just see vet bills from like Curse here to do. eternity yeah. on this dog because we'd have to save the dog because she's like part of the family, Danny. right? Yeah, It's Danny. So what do I do? I'm like, okay, I am going to buy pet insurance. I've never bought... Dog ah. insurance before, but yeah. a lot of listeners gave me some suggestions of places to buy pet insurance. And I so I bought her pet insurance, and I think I'm paying like $60 a month. I put it on Chad's credit card. Um, <laughs> well, then so it's almost free, it's like yeah. it's free, yeah, <laughs> $60 a month, and it's wow. coming up. But you have to wait 30 days before you take her to Ooh. vet, you know, you have to sure. wait. That time.
2: That's
3: true, yeah, can't so, be a- pre yeah pre no pre-existing conditions Mm -hmm. she's never seen a doctor for it and I was like you've been limping for a month you can limp for another month like just I was like just stop hitting the golf ball for a little while well that didn't work because she's psychotic and so (laughs) I'm ticking down the days of when I can take this dog to the vet 23 24 you know it goes forward 28 she's limping 29 she's Mm -hmm. limping 30 she's limping Mm -hmm. day number 31 all right honey you're going to the vet I, I swear see. to God, she has not limped since. <gasps> like, oh no Daddy. limp at all. I mean, talk <laughs> about a dog that really doesn't want to go to the vet. Right. <laughs> That's how did she know? She, yeah. It's weird. And now I'm stuck with this insurance paying this dog because I know that as soon as I remove right. it, <laughs> the dog is they going to limp. Insurance. We'll be back. <laughs> yep. Here she's limping again. So now I'm stuck paying this insurance just simply for out of like, you know, you knowing sleep. what's going to happen if something you happens.
2: You, sleep, you know, it's cheap sleep pills. That's what it is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. So there you go, Danny. You get my daily Winnie. Thanks yeah, for that. Good job, Danny. Right is on. She- this That's funny. <laughs> Well. We have a lot of stuff coming up this weekend. We're going to be, I'm going to be going to California. We are going to Era a best of on Friday because Glenn is at some sort of conference where they haven't canceled it because of the coronavirus. The one that hasn't canceled. The yeah. one.
5: <laughs> the, the only play. one.
3: Jen, were you secretly hoping it would be canceled so he could stay home? Or were you secretly praying <laughs> that it did not get canceled? Oh, please don't cancel it.
5: Gosh.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I need a break.
5: Get him out of the house.
3: I really, it's admirable that you can live and work with your husband and not murder each other.
5: (laughs) Be nice. You have to respect one another's personal space. And sometimes the personal space is really like acres in size sometimes. (laughs) Like go somewhere else kind of personal space. Yes. (laughs) Well,
3: that's awesome yeah so right. well i wanted to bring on jen's special guest and let you guys talk to her special guest but really we need to talk first about our title sponsor state line tack i want you to go to state line tack right now because no,
5: this don't, is the time- don't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is the time of year to buy what blankets Because all of the blankets are on clearance from last year. I mean, you know what I say, never pay retail. You don't have to pay retail anymore. If you go to Tech right now, they have a special sale on blankets. They've got blankets, sheets, turnouts, rugs, every possible type of blanket. And the deals start at $29.99. And wait for it, $3.99 flat shipping. Really? It's like shipping is free. I mean, really it's $4. Don't go to Starbucks today and order half of a cup of coffee. Um, so yeah, Line Tech. all the blankets are deal. If you also can get a deal, if you type in the coupon code HRN, I don't know what that is, but I'm sure you'll, you'll come up with something. Yeah, cool. get something. And, uh, so go check out stateline Tech today to get the blankets. And, um, I know that your mom blankets horses, so you need some blankets. You can't I'm, do that. I'm shopping right
2: now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's some beauties, too. You've got some plaids, defender sheets. Those are great. Basics by Top. Yeah, these are good. And, like, it's, like, 45%, 47% off, save $40. This is really good, Jimmy. Yeah. They, really they, bad, really good. Really no, no, you can always go through blankets. That's, like, a, you know, commodity, right?
3: Well, <laughs> I mean, works.
2: you know, say you've got a horse that wears a 78.
3: And there's a blanket deal on a, ho- on a, a, a size that's, like, Seventy-two. Well, what
2: if you get it like a yearling As soon as you get the seventy-two, and that's right. Yep. You need to pre-buy for future horses. That's what I do. <laughs> Pre buy. <laughs> Pre buy for future horses. A horse you don't know you
3: own yet. <laughs> I mean, it could happen. Hello. <laughs> that's <does> happened.
2: Hello. <laughs> that's
3: true. Yeah. I mean, you might get
2: a ginormous warm blood and you need a 84. You don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean bio get it well it to get good. Mustang canvas turnout blanket. Go there, you guys. It's really cute. yeah.
3: This StatelineTac.com dot com is where you're going to want to go to find all of the blanket deals right now. Again, that's StatelineTac.com. dot com. Now, Jen brought an in studio guest, and her name is Sarah. Jen, take it away and tell us all about your guest in studio and what she's got going on.
5: Well, regular listeners know who Sarah is because Sarah is Ricky Bobby's mum. And Ricky Bobby is the super freaking adorable mini that we sometimes post about that goes driving around the neighborhood with us. And Ricky Bobby entered a contest. And at this point, I'm going to let Sarah, who's going to get really, really close to the microphone, tell us exactly what this contest is and why you entered it.
4: Good morning, everybody. I'm Ricky (laughs) Bobby's mom. Yeah, just a little (laughs) nervous. (laughs)
5: Thanks Sarah. for bearing
4: with me. <laughs> um, I'm Ricky Bobby's mom and we entered him in the 2020 Cadbury Bunny Tryouts contest. Um, we weren't quite, quite expecting to make it this far, so it's very exciting, but, um, they just announced today that he is a top 10 finalist Woo! out of 4,000 wow. different entries and there is some stiff competition. <laughs> Um I'm I'm very very pleased with how our video turned out. So if you guys get a chance, um I'm sure Jen can post the link and um you guys can check it out. It's super cute. So what was the process
5: to enter the contest? How did this all happen?
4: Okay, first we had to um, take a video or take a picture. I'm sorry, um, and it was based on creativity. So we got a picture together with him with his bunny ears on, and he a doesn't just have
5: one set either. No, no, like no, twelve no. different he, sets of bunny
4: ears. He has a collection. Yeah. It is his goal <laughs> to be the 2020 Cadbury Bunny. So you, you you put the picture, and then you enter that. Yes, and then and then they choose from those pictures. They choose a semi finalist. And then you have just a few days to put together a video f- as a finalist. And then they choose from that, um, the top 10 out of the 20 semi finalists. And that's what they posted today. So at this point, in
5: order to win 2020 Cadbury Bunny, it's up to us to vote. Is
4: that how it's working it's now? It's up to America to vote. Ooh. Yes.
5: Okay. And you can
4: vote once a day up, up through March 18th. And then the winner will be announced. I think it's March 23rd. So we need to make Ricky Bobby the 2020 Cadbury. Do you know if the Cadbury bunny has ever been an equine before? I do not believe it has. In the past, it's always been bunnies from their classic commercial. And last year, it was an English bulldog by the name of Henry. Super cute. I remember
3: those commercials when they were doing a cat uh, like the commercial was the Cadbury bunny tryout and they would like marching like ducks oh, yeah, like and the
5: lion and then <laughs> the lion
3: sits there and roars, you know, but he's like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> so what does one get besides, you know, bragging rights
4: of my horses, the Cadbury bunny, uh, what does one get if they win? That's actually a very good question. Um, Cadbury donates $10,000 to the ASPCA. Oh. And then as a winner we would get 5,000 and they would fly down here to film Ricky Bobby for their 2020 Easter Bunny commercial. Okay, that's oh. Oh. for the win. Like yes. that's
5: awesome. Sweetness. Her, her so, Jenny, any bigger Sarah's
3: face will be breaking right now. <laughs> <laughs> 10 grand <laughs> to the ASPCA. Yes. 5 grand to Ricky Bobby because let's be on as you're a horse chick, like that's going to go to him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets to be on TV. So fantastic. Oh, yeah, okay. No. We have to get Ricky. B- I, Cause I heard about this. They were, so, you know, on the radio, I was like, Hey, if you want your pet to be the Cadbury bunny. And I started thinking, and I was like, Matt, too much work. And then,
4: <laughs> uh, you did it. So you've worked pretty hard for it. Absolutely. Yeah. We are very honored to have been chosen. Do you actually yes. like Cadbury eggs? I do. I mean, it's chocolate. Come on. <laughs> I don't just like them. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite are like the little mini eggs. The with the hard candy shell on the outside. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, they're so good.
3: And yeah, now I like they have the sparkly big ones. Chocolate ones where you bite off the top and then you have to like
4: blah, stick
3: your tongue <laughs> in to like lap out all of the yolk stuff that's in there. That's I don't the know what it is, but it's I think it's crack. yeah I'm pretty they're sure. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool, Sarah. That's so cool. um what where where did Ricky Bobby come from?
4: Ricky Bobby is a rescue. He came from a local rescue here in Ocala and a friend of mine had been affiliated with that rescue. I went over to her farm and well I fell in love. <laughs> you I didn't, weren't
5: intending to get a miniature horse, were you? No,
4: I didn't need a mini, but I kinda had to have him. So <laughs> he's he's just super cute and he's all personality. Um he knows he's hot stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Did you name him Ricky Bobby or did he come with that? I did. He actually came with the name Butters. But the first time I hooked him up to a cart, he wanted to go fast. Uh And I'm a huge Will Ferrell fan. So, you know, Talladega Nights, it just fit. If you ain't first, you're last Ricky Bobby. Absolutely. We got to try to get him in first. (laughs) That's awesome. That's fantastic. So
3: uh, can I ask a personal question? Absolutely. Sarah, do you have children?
4: I do not. My horses are my children.
3: That was what I was going to ask next was, did you ever know that you would be on a podcast and we would introduce you as Ricky Bobby's mom?
4: I had (laughs) never expected that. (laughs) Like I said, I was a little bit nervous this morning because I've never done anything like this, but this is really cool. This is what happens. This is the magic that happens next door all the time. (laughs) I mean, anytime
3: somebody is sitting in front of a microphone talking. I am amazed. (laughs) It's a real way to make a living. Let's let's get down to, to uh, uh, come on. It's just you and me talking, Sarah. Are they good neighbors?
4: <laughs> Absolutely. Jen and Glenn are the sweetest people. And I'm just really blessed to live, live next door to them.
3: They're not going to give you $5,000. You can be real. You don't have to.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I am completely serious. They have just been amazing. And we really enjoy riding the neighborhood with them.
3: So when you met them, we were like, oh, my God we have the weirdest neighbors so crazy and then they just grew on you or like did you were you like oh my god instant best friends i wouldn't let sarah alone is what
5: it was i kept (laughs) asking her to go riding and i and she finally just caved i wore her down i would say
4: instant best friends (laughs) (laughs) they're just really amazing people okay fine well i got nothing
2: (laughs) you
3: got nothing you don't believe me (laughs) You know that I have talked to these individuals for like eleven years, right? Every day,
4: almost. <laughs> <That's true>. So <laughs> I've known them a little less than then. So
3: <laughs> all right. Well, when they start to irritate you, I'll give you my cell phone. You can call me. We'll talk. We'll talk each other off the ledge. No, I'm just kidding. No, they're awesome people. And and uh, yeah, you definitely lucked into moving into that neighborhood and having having insta best friends like that. That's fantastic. And Ricky Bobby is going
5: to be the 2020 Cadbury. What do they call it? Cadbury Bunny. He's yes. going to be the Cadbury Bunny. If you're, if you're one of those people who can't manage to go to your computer or click on a link on your phone, if you just go to Bunny Tryouts, you can find Ricky Bobby there because it'll be it'll be voting for the various and sundry ones. So make sure you go to the link on the show notes page or just go to Bunny Tryouts. Uh, or I'm sure that, if you Google, yeah, it says, you know, Cadbury Bunny. Bunny, Bunny tryouts yeah, Cadbury. Cadbury USA dot yeah. com. There we go. You'll find them.
2: I
3: mean, yep. I, here's the problem. Who who do you think? Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna go through. We got a cat. We got a dog. We got a dog. We got a hamster. We got a duck. We got a llama. We got a, a horse. We got the pig. We got the cat. We got the dog. Okay, who do you think your main competition is? I don't. Who know. do we need to knock off?
4: They are all very good and super cute. I, I'm gonna tell you who I think your main
3: competition is. Okay. okay. Lieutenant Dan, the dog in the wheelchair. I mean,
4: come on. Oh, that is tough. I would <laughs> agree. <is> tough. <laughs> I would agree. The video is good of him, and he's just, he's got that presence. Oh. oh,
5: and he looks really good. He's a black Labrador, and he's wearing the pink the pink ears, mm. and they really stand out. He's rocking the ears, I got to admit. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, Lieutenant Dan is a dog that has no hind
3: end, Jen, and he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Wow. That one's going to be tough. It's but it, Absolutely. Sympathy yeah. voting. I said, but you can't see the the vote numbers. You know, you no. can't see who's ahead.
4: No, yeah, we have no crit. idea until it's announced. Yeah. Okay, so
3: that means people, if you're listening, you've got to go on and vote for Ricky Bobby because, as the you know equine collection that we are, we need to support our fellow equines. So go and we're going to post this link on our Horses in the Morning Facebook page, our Horses in the Morning Auditors page, and uh, you know what. It's super awesome. easy. I voted. And the thing is, all you have to do is put in your email and it like kind of who, what your name is and stuff. And I, so I have like six emails and
5: that's a day. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I have a half a dozen email addresses at least. See? Everybody's going to vote. A, yeah, at least straight. 12 a day
4: between Jen and I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. We really <laughs> appreciate it. Ricky Bobby has a Facebook page, too. Oh, he he does? does? Yes. Ricky Bobby, the Wonder Pony. <laughs> I didn't know he had his own oh. Facebook page. <laughs> yes. It was just created for this contest, but it's it's a great way for people to reach out and get to know him a little bit better.
3: There you go. Okay. I'm searching for it now.
4: Uh, Ricky Bobby, the Wonder Mini. Yeah. The Wendy, Wonder Mini. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Don't be calling him no pony. No, no. He would get <laughs> very offended. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that Nigel? with him?
3: No. Okay. That's at bay. Sniffing noses with him. Perfect. Actually, Ricky
5: Bobby's on the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page. Oh, really? He's the the banner right now. Oh, great! and Nigel. So you have giant Nigel, seventeen hands, and itty bitty, and and uh, Ricky Bobby's totally rocking it. That's awesome. (laughs) I have to check that out.
3: (laughs) Vote for Ricky Bobby, and thank you, Sarah, Ricky Bobby's mom, for coming by to tell us about the contest. And we wish you the absolute best of luck. And like I said. Slide me a DM if you need some information about your (laughs) neighbors.
4: Thank you. And thank you so much for having me today.
5: (gasps) Oh, my goodness. My face is going to break. I'm laughing so much. Yeah. That's so cute. So cute. Well, let's um, we've got some weird news coming up, but let's hear from Ovation Riding. And then, Jen, do you have a song for us today? I do. In in honor of the back, that, the fact that my back really hurts from recording all day yesterday, we're going to play Odo oh. Odo Ibuprofen after we hear from e- <laughs> e- Ovation <Okay>. Riding. <laughs> horse people know that they can count on Ovation's value, quality, and style when it comes to hard-wearing schooling attire, affordable show gear for horse and rider, or top of the line equipment for riders at every level. From breeches to bridle work, saddles to stock ties, helmets to half chaps, Ovation is the premier brand of riding apparel and equipment for you and your horse in the United States, outfitting riders at every level from head to toe. Ask for Ovation brand riding helmets, breeches, and footwear at your local tax store. Or go online to OvationRiding.com and see the fantastic variety of quality, fashion-forward, affordable products from Ovation. Ovationriding.com
1: Don't get me wrong, I like a good time Just as much as the next guy But I don't need artificial thrills Let me tell you how I Got this black eye the other day I got fucked off. I got hung up and drugged around a little. Ibuprofen turned my frown upside down. I'm talking. Ibuprofen will get you through those days. Ibuprofen will help you feel your rage. So here's to know when broken With just a little ibuprofen. Well, those Olympians win gold medals Cause they eat fortified cereal But the breakfast rodeo champions Is fortified at bill uh-huh. And you can tell if they're really wise so they they'll grab a bag of ice before they ride And spread it out and put it on from head to toe it Makes you ready to go And take some ibuprofen to get you through those days Ibuprofen will help you feel your rage So here's to knowing Less broken with just a little ibuprofen. Guaranteed to not cause addiction, and you won't even need a prescription. No, you won't. Ibuprofen will get you through those days. Ibuprofen will help you feel your rage So here's to knowing You can feel less broken With just a little ibuprofen Yeah, I'm preaching about Something I know and This is my ode to ibuprofen
3: That is Jared Rogerson, Ode ibuprofen. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Stay Line Tag. And I am joined with producer Jen, joined by mm. producer Jen and Debbie Lauchs. Hi. <laughs> De- Debbie, do you yeah. wonder sometimes why you get yourself into this?
2: Yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. When Glenn whines, you know, I, I, I'm ready to step up. It's always fun talking to you guys.
3: I mean, it dear is. God, it's like
2: the middle of the night in California. No, it's not so early anymore. Not at all. Not True. at all. We push it's it back an hour. All good.
3: Well, yeah. we have this little thing that we did like to do on Wednesdays called Weird News. And, and some of it's weird. Some of it's wacky. Some of it's kind of nice. So we'll, we'll just uh, go for it. Let's, let's hear what sounders you've come up with, Jen. Okay, we've got this one. <gasps> That's the one, because right now I'm going to launch into my first story, and it's about two best friends, a pair of Pennsylvania women, and they've been best friends for 17 years, okay? They met in elementary school, and they were inseparable immediately. I mean, it was just like, just insta-best friends like Ricky Bobby's mom and Jen, Um, and they would like, people would laugh, so it's Ashley Thomas and Toya Wimberly. They met in sixth grade at middle school in Philadelphia. And they've been friends for so long, people would always say, You guys look so much alike. And they would just laugh it off. And people would say, Are you sisters? And they would just laugh it off hmm. until. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> they are sisters.
2: <laughs> no, Daddy.
3: 17 years after being best friends, they find out that they are sisters. Uh, so. That's weird. I, and without giving you too many details about whose names, blah, 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 the, the, the dad of the two didn't know that he was the, the dad of the other child. And he's actually like, can't believe He was shocked by the news and hurt mm-hmm. and happy to find out that this was his daughter. So it was found out because of Facebook. Thomas is the, one of the girls, mom was, uh, b- uh sorry, best friend was, uh, other fr- Thomas' late yeah. mother, this is, this is what they say in the article. Thomas' exactly. late mother's best friend. Mother's that doesn't make friend. any sense. So, <sighs> Thomas' late mother's best friend was, anyway, somebody was scrolling Facebook and they came up upon pictures and she spotted the dad, um, Kenneth, in one of the photos of photo. the other lady, yeah. the other mom. And they started putting it all together, and it turns out a DNA test was conducted, confirmed the suspicion they are sisters. The quote was, that's why we're so similar, that's why we look alike, and that's why we've been inseparable
2: since the sixth grade. Can you imagine? Yeah, that'd mm-hmm. be shocking. <laughs> shocking. Would they, would they stay best friends, or do they have to like, get into sibling rivalry or anything? <laughs> Now there's fighting. Yeah, now there's fighting.
3: <laughs> they're no longer friends.
2: <laughs> and we do kind of gravitate to each other. Okay, so dad said something weird to me one time, Monty. And he said, ever watch cattle in a field? They tend to group with their own kind. And I went, what? No, they're all cattle. Okay, so ever since then, I was a kid. Ever since then, I kind of go by, I watch, you know, in the fields when you're driving through the country. They kind of do. And kind is either like, well, young or old but also like even colors and stuff. Oh. Okay, so I'll test that out on me now.
3: I have I- said Debbie for a long time that horses are racist <laughs> <See>? <laughs> because I
2: had
3: some ch- I had chestnut, two chestnuts, two bays and a paint, poor chili. And the oh. two bays were best friends and the two chestnuts were best friends and poor chili. He would just stand out by himself. No. <laughs> and then we finally got Duke of the Bucks again. And they're like, okay, we're both weird.
2: Let's be friends. <laughs> we're both weird. Yeah, <laughs> we can be it. Yeah, That no, sounds
5: like the plot to... of a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it does.
3: Yeah. Okay, next news story. <laughs> All right. So this is kind of a weird story, but I'm going to one up it with the next story. And this story is an Australian woman was given a ring by her boyfriend in 1971. Okay. This is in Australia. And it was like, you know, like one of those promise rings or whatever, but they were teenagers and she was washing her car she believes she lost the ring while she was washing her car outside of her apartment in Queensland in 1974. So she wore the ring for at least three years. And, um, Jason Kemp decided he was going to be that guy and got the hobby of metal detecting. And he was searching in a lot that used to house the apartment building. And he found the ring. Uh-huh. It was engraved with the couple's names uh-huh. and it was about under a, About eight inches of dirt, he posted the ring on Facebook, of course, where it came to the girl's attention and she messaged him with the details of the ring and where she lost it and what her name is and what his name was and all the details matched up. And now she got her ring back and she plans
2: to give it now to her granddaughter as a family heirloom. Did they stay together? It was a promise ring. Did they get married?
3: You know, they didn't talk about that in the article, so I was assuming they so was... romantic.
2: Yeah, let's just go with that. It, yeah.
3: uh, sure. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't that be a great story? No, this is my my old boyfriend yeah. before your dad <laughs> so uh, gave me this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny,
3: but yeah, they didn't mention it, so I'm assuming he's a, he's like, that that guy's long gone. But what do I know? Okay, next story. Yeah, weird. <laughs> I guess metal detecting is bringing, is coming back. Okay. Because, yeah, two weird
2: stories like this. Huh? Yeah.
3: I, I, I found the one and I was like, eh, and then I found the second one. I was like, Oh yeah, we're going to one up it. So <laughs> this is, we're going to go right to Tennessee. Okay. We're going oh, okay. to stay in our country. And there was a guy in Tennessee who was using a metal detector, just kind of like going around, just messing around. And he is, it like sure beep 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 and so what is he he starts digging and um he dug out of the ground an unexploded mortar
2: from world war Ah! two oh (laughs) so doing there at what point
3: do you realize what that is he stopped
5: digging Stop digging.
3: So he did stop digging and he immediately called the Lebanon police department and the police came out and they were like, oh, hell to the no, we're not touching that. (laughs) And then they called the Tennessee Highway Patrol and the Tennessee Highway Patrol came out and were like, hell no, we're not touching that. And they called the Tennessee Highway Patrol's bomb squad and personnel from Fort Campbell to the scene. They confirmed the mortar was still live, still live. It could have gone off
2: in, you know, the last couple of years, you know, anytime. Oh, my gosh. That is crazy. So eight in. No. How far under was it? That was the main. This one.
3: They didn't say how far under it was. He just he found it. Like started. Oh, I found something. Started digging around. Thank God he didn't blow up. (laughs) So the bomb squad (laughs) determined Determined it was too unstable to move. So they had to detonate it at the (gasps)
2: scene. Wow. That's crazy! So, All those I can't get my refrigerator to last that long.
5: How did it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> my God!
5: So I mean, it, where it was looks like again a again? T- torpedo j- j- in ten-
3: Lebanon, Tennessee.
5: Why was there an unexploded mortar in Lebanon, Tennessee? Yeah, that's what
3: I was wondering. Well, like- I have the answer to that question. Oh, because experts said the mortar was likely left over when the area was used as a training ground during oh. World War II. Wow, yeah, and then the area was searched for more explosives before yeah, yeah. authorities cleared the scene. So, <laughs> I see. found a ring. I found a freaking bomb. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. yeah, bomb was That's wins. right. Okay. Next wasn't story. engraved. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Whew, next story.
3: Just, I just wanted to end with something that will make you not sleep <laughs> ever oh. again. A Colorado couple, Shannon and Royce, bought their home in Colorado in November of 2018. Love you. First house. Love you, too. And um, the following spring, they, man, they were like, hey, there's a snake in our yard. Hey, there's another snake in our Uh yard. Oh, my God. There's like lots of snakes in our yard. That's weird. And then uh, they started noticing (laughs) like a nice wooden deck on the the back of their house and they would walk outside and they would see little snake heads in between the slats of wood. (laughs) Like
2: like creeping
3: out here. (laughs) Creeping out. Like the, have you seen the, the new Jumanji? The first one where like, she goes into the field and she's like, My, the, you know, my weakness is venom and all, but all the, before that, all the snakes like pop their heads up. Yes. Yeah. Suddenly so like, start looking at her. That's what was happening on uh, their back deck. Okay. <laughs> so they, uh, here's where it gets weird. Oh, they noticed that for months.
2: <laughs> ah! oh, no. <laughs> Mm-mm.
3: Yeah. The couple said they noticed as the months went on yeah, that more snakes. Were appearing in their yard. they do. Snakes yeah. were appearing around their foundation. And wait for it. Even inside their home. <laughs> I'm
2: done. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> this is not Australian people. This is Colorado. Okay. Colorado. Here we go. So McFadden uh, so they finally uh, decide to hire an exterminator. Shannon and Royce make a call and they call an exterminator. And uh, the exterminator had to remove their shed and their deck and remove over 150 snakes in a den under the deck. There's still more in the yard, but there was actually 150 sleeping under their deck. Burn the house down. Burn burn it.
2: Just burn it.
3: You're exactly right, Debbie. Burn it down.
2: (laughs) I mean, my God. (laughs) that's just so creepy. Anybody who loves snakes, I don't get it. I yeah. do not get it. I don't Can't mind snakes. It. But like I
3: don't want a hundred and fifty of them popping up Through their head. head. You know, when yeah. you walk outside at night, you're like, oh my god, check on the horses. And you walk outside. so so it happened a while ago, but I'll refresh your memory if you've forgotten. Oh. Here in Oklahoma, I had the I when we had the geese and the geese wouldn't go into the coop. So I walked outside at night, just you know, summer barefoot. Walk outside to go check on the keys. I'm like, Harry, Hermione, are you guys okay? And you know, they're like, wah, wah, whatever. <laughs> and uh, I feel something oh, cross my foot. No, and wrap itself around my ankle.
2: Seriously. You
3: have never seen a 41 year old woman jump run <laughs> a non foot <laughs> vertical leap like I did. I mean, I was like, I could have been in the Olympic Games in the high jump. <laughs> Of the standstill, and I bound it. I think it took me 22 steps to get to where I was, and then it took me three, yeah, to get back to that. <laughs> oh. uh. Like, seriously, the next day, my father in law sends out the like text message Like, Hey, everybody, you just want to let me know, snake season is here. Yeah! It's up. <laughs> no, <Do time>. <laughs> like, thanks for that information. It would have been good yesterday. Late.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. What kind of snakes are they, though? Like innocuous? I mean, anything that wraps it around it, your ankles. That one, I didn't
3: just try to stay warm. Pitch dark. Oh. And I was, I just point. Snapped, yeah. I think cross paths with it. And it was, it was skinny, but it was long. I mean, I didn't spend time visiting with it, you but did. like
2: yeah. I could
3: feel it. It wasn't like super yeah. heavy or anything. It was probably a baby. And uh, I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. it didn't en- do
2: that or anything like that though no Debbie, I'm not
3: going to tell you that I spent that much time even thinking about it. (laughs) Analyzing it, yeah. (laughs) The instantaneous nine-foot vertical leap back into the house, (laughs) so it's enough. But in Colorado, what they have is more than 30 species of snakes that live in Colorado. And uh, they do have venomous and non-venomous snakes. And they did not specify, but I would assume it was a mix of the two. But seeing snake heads popping in between the slats of my patty of my back deck, nope. Burn it. And in here the they by down. the way, it cost them $8,000 and wow. they're suing, I think the former homeowner because they were not warned about snakes when they weren't <laughs> put- disclosed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so here's the thing. My grandma died in this house and I, I know I'm supposed to let you guys know, but you know what? That's okay. We can deal with it. It's not haunted or anything. we don't believe in that. Okay. Well, also there's like a nest of snakes under your yeah. patio. Nope.
2: We're out. We're out. out. (laughs) Yeah, no. And and how do you live with it for months? I mean, I—if I know there's one snake under there, extermination time. I, you know, right? He doesn't belong.
5: Okay. All you (laughs) snake lovers out there, send your hate mail (laughs) to
2: Jennifer at. You know
5: what?
3: I don't hate snakes, but I don't want them wrapping themselves around my ankle in the dark, and I
5: definitely don't want them making babies under my patio.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's not
5: too much deck, to ask. going to be up off the ground. But I, I can see calling in a professional who knows how to encourage them to move to a different piece that's of property. Right.
2: Before they breed to be 150.
5: Yeah. 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 We, we, have, gotta, we have plenty of snakes here in Florida, and occasionally
2: they come I and do. make
5: themselves uh, comfortable around our house. But to be honest, I would rather get rid of some snakes than fleas.
2: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well. Different different Just reason true, but here. yeah. What do you uh, think
3: is the worst thing around? Uh,
2: what do you guys, do you guys have anything in California that sucks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of, we have rattlesnakes. I mean, we we have stories. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. we have stories. P- you know, people are jokers around here too, and they like to pull pranks. So you never know if that's a real <laughs> snake or somebody killed it and laid it across your porch. Yeah. So then oh, you got to, you got to go with the real, but yeah, no, I've had, I've had skunks living under our deck. That's not oh, happy. Yeah. That's <laughs> not happy do you know how we knew yeah you do but you but you learn tricks like um somebody said just throw mothballs under there they found something stinkier than themselves apparently because they don't like mothballs there you go interesting mm-hmm. yeah well uh, uh, so
3: jenna's fleas uh, you know what i've dealt with in this tiny home is i, I have, i've had a roach problem
5: uh-huh. but like not the big uh-huh.
3: ginormous you know, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or Hawaii. Like just little ones. But they started in the kitchen. They kind of come out in between. And then um, we're just creeping you guys out today <laughs> if you're listening. And then they were like on the wall. And I mean, I was like, if anybody can recommend somebody better than Orkin, because it, I mean, I, I told them, I, I was that. like, yes, I understand. It's like apocalyptic the things you have to do to get rid of roaches. But really? it took a long time. Uh, it, was, it was not my favorite. All time right. We've got downhill from Sarah doing? On do what how's, how's Zara doing <laughs> Oh, Zara's doing good <laughs> I was actually looking for something while we were talking and wait, I wait. saw this Facebook post and I thought I'd run through it with you guys real quick if you have a second we do okay yeah. so somebody posted this and it, I, I want to challenge all of our listeners to participate in this and it is called badly explain what you do all day, and I wanted <laughs> Sadly. I wanted to read. So, so my friend posted this, who is a riding instructor for uh, hunter jumpers, and she posted yeah. it. And it, her thing was, I, I tell people how to leap over sticks on huge animals while I stand in <laughs> dirt.
2: <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's
3: good. <laughs> and then I was trying to guess. So I don't know what these other people do, but I was trying to guess. Uh, what other people do. And and uh let's see, somebody wrote, I touch plastic money, taking and giving while entertaining adults with small cardboard <laughs> placards that have value printed on them and rules of each game are printed on the felt tabletop of the position I'm assigned to. Yeah. A a Lots dealer. dealer. Yeah. <laughs> dealer in Vegas. Okay. <laughs> but- um another one I like this one. You can guess if you can guess what they do. I strongly encourage tiny humans that I created not to lick things they shouldn't or kill (laughs) themselves on the zip line. (laughs) That's a mom.
5: Yeah. I was going to say that was a mom. Yeah.
3: Here's another mom. I collect butt nuggets, nourish a tiny human with my lactating body parts (laughs) and play the feminine household role of cleanup while chasing medium sized human around all while bethrows to a bovine teat pulling an agricultural equipment motor rearranging
2: XY chromosome adult. (laughs) I don't know what that is. I think we know a lot of them though.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, One is I stab people, break ribs and clean up blood. Oh,
2: uh, a heart
3: surgeon. Yeah, it's a surgeon. Ah,
2: ah, ah. break ribs
3: so I was trying to think of what what do we do all day here's a dressage instructor I tell people how to dance on 1200 pounds with four legs while I stand
2: in dirt (laughs) I I like the while I stand in dirt as opposed to that's good oh
3: this person owns a breeding operation obviously because they say I pimp out 1200 pound animals and ship ship semen all over the country (laughs) (laughs) That's good. And I was like, I talk to strangers into a we. I I sit in a closet and talk to strangers. Just, yeah, by myself. <laughs> yeah, all by myself. Good. At I hear voices in my head <laughs> answering me back. Oh, that's
5: yeah. good. Uh, yeah,
2: I surf, surf the net.
5: Surf Jen, the do you head. have any? Uh, well, that, I was trying to think of what oh, a we're supposed to make it would be. Yeah, but those yeah. descriptions are pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well I pimp out my how dad. Would you, how would you badly that- <laughs> describe the how would you badly describe the Walmart greeter? Oh
2: their job description is bad enough.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I know. But they're so kind. They are so what kind. What does it
5: take to be a Walmart greeter? Really? That is a that is to learn that. That's something that has to be, have to be You have to be a born with that age. skill. See, maybe
3: age, Oklahoma huh? Walmarts are different than what you guys have. But here in Oklahoma, the Walmart greeter is not only a greeter. They are a receipt checker on the way out. But they don't yeah. check everybody's receipt. What? They only check people's receipts that have unbagged items in their cart. Oh, and I don't nice. use shopping bags. So most of the time, I have like, all please- my <laughs> shopping bags and I've got all my crap. Sometimes I fill out my shopping bags and I just like put it in a cart. And so I am always feeling like a criminal when I walk. They're like, you, I need your receipt. Come over here.
2: Is that <laughs> Shady not? eyes. So. Yeah. No, no, no. That happens too because I always forget my bags. So I just go like, put them back in the cart. The bags are in the car. I'll pack it out there. And they're like, okay,
5: but we don't <laughs> like you to take them out without them. Like, sorry.
2: Do you want me to go out? No, never mind.
5: So <clears throat> I've got to learn I always have to. I always have to fish around because I don't remember what I did with the receipt. So I always feel a little bit like an idiot because I'm digging around 14 different sized shopping bags that all have weird stuff from conferences on them. And (laughs) do you ever get the free you get the free shopping bag when you go to a conference or something Mm -hmm. like that? And do you ever get one? Go, I'm gonna have to turn that one inside out. (laughs) That bad, huh? Because sometimes (laughs) you're. like, I don't really want to know. Want people to know I was at this. Oh.
2: No, tell us what it
5: is. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what you're embarrassed about. Get, get, the, get you know the one for, you know, col- colonoscopy assistance or something. <laughs> <laughs> the medical ones. I, yeah, I don't, I don't
3: Erectile
2: dysfunction nervous. and Yeah. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can be solved.
3: <laughs> Sorry we had extra
2: bags. Simple. What can we do? Yeah. <laughs>
5: turn the <laughs> Oh my gosh, well well, weird news is always a great time. But we're we're going to turn the tides now because Stanford is going to be here with Black Rains Magazine and introduce introduce us to someone who may or may not have had something to do with California Chrome. One of my
3: favorite segments that we do a month is we get to have Stanford Moron from Black Rains Magazine and Stanford always introduces us to an amazing guest and Stanford hello are you in Atlanta right now?
0: I am in this bad weather in Atlanta I guess there's no such thing as bad weather but it's raining here really hard so hopefully you guys can hear me clearly.
3: So far, so good. Why don't you introduce uh, your guest to us and tell us a little more about Dagny Gladdy.
0: How you doing everybody? Uh, this is Stanford Moore from Black Range Magazine, and I'm so honored to bring out a guest to you guys. And, uh, if you're familiar with horse racing, you're going to be excited about this guy, um, my, my guest today is the Haji Gladney and, uh, the Haji is, uh, if you watch racing, you know, you see all the suits and some of the top horses and some of the top jockeys, but what doesn't get a lot of recognition is some of the, the Unsung heroes in the background. Uh, and that's the trainers, the groom and the exercise riders. Well this guy has ridden some of the top horses in the country. Uh he manages one of the top barns in the country and uh you know he's the go to guy when you need a horse, uh, to, to kind of Get around the track and earn you some money and get your money, get your return on your investment. This is the guy to go to, and uh, I, I'm so honored to know him now and we chat often. Uh, his beautiful daughter uh, is following his footsteps in the horse industry she's now a young barrel racer and doing phenomenal in barrel racing and junior barrels and uh, shes she's traveling the country and winning money and i'm just so excited to bring you a guy I have so much respect for. And because I'm a fan of horse racing, that's the Haji Gladney. So is the Haji on the line?
3: Hello. Hey, Haji, how are you? Hi, good. And yourself? Great. It's Jamie and Debbie and Jen, and of course we have Stanford on. Of course, yes. Now you're a little quiet. So where where in the world are you right now?
6: Well, I'm actually in California. So you might get a little spotty, spotty here and there, but. I can hear you guys pretty good. Can you hear me?
3: Yes. Yes, we can. Well, yeah, tell us a little bit about what you do for a living before we break it down.
6: Well, if uh, Stanford was kind of explaining, you know, I have had the honor to kind of ride some of the top horses and, you know, probably one of the biggest names that actually stand out in California Chrome and, you know, making that great run with him when he came back. with kind of a semi-retirement and, you know, going to Dubai and winning the World Cup and him coming back and doing the things he did. That was very exciting, you know, not just the horse alone, just the people I met on that whole little journey that we took. Uh, that meant a lot. Um, you know, I, I was racing, you know.
5: Did we I lose think, him too? I think we've just lost our guests. Yeah.
0: I'm
2: back.
5: Oh, Stanford <laughs> so. go. We've got Stanford back. <laughs> We're doing the ping
2: pong. Yes. But All right. It.
3: Well, <laughs> uh, what I would like to do, Stanford, if it's okay, is to maybe get sure. you and Daji to come on Retired Racehorse Radio and we can pre-record it and make it sure. sound really, really good. I think he would be an awesome guest on Retired Racehorse Radio. It unless will. we can will. Unless we can try him back one more time, Jen. What do you think?
5: Well, um, let's give him a call back one more time and see if it works. And if it doesn't, okay. we'll just have him come over on uh, Retired Racehorse because I... Just sound like a fascinating
0: I'll, story. I'll fill, I'll fill in a little bit. What I like my, most about the Haji is he has a he has a, a, a winning smile, an awesome personality. If you really turn him loose, he is a thoroughbred on the mic. And um, his mm-hmm. his career is has been spanned throughout the years. He's well known throughout the California area because he has a is a businessman. He has uh, his business is called Got Ponies, and if you need pony parties or if you're mm-hmm. around the track like Santa Anita. He does the pony rides, and uh, he has that industry on lock, and everybody knows him around the barns. He's also a go-to uh, jockey and exercise rider. And so when you have that tough horse that you need broke, uh, trained, and uh, he's that guy you go to. man. I mean, he can get the best out of any racehorse, and just spending time with him around the track, you will know that you have a guy with a wealth of knowledge uh, that can transpire down to – any horse that you have in difficulty with. And he has a storybook career because his, if, if you, if you get a chance to speak with him again and get him back on the line, he has, uh, uh, he started out with his, his father and grandfather with a, a pony ride business. And it went from there to him being doing rodeo and riding bulls to eventually getting into horse racing. And uh, hopefully we get a chance to open him up a little bit and let him talk about some of the great things he's done and travel the world and the country, Uh, just riding horses, uh, some of the top horses in the country.
3: Okay. We're going to call him right now. Let's see if we can get it back. Hello. Okay. We're going to try this again. Well, Stanford has been on bragging about you nonstop. So, um, (laughs) Thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. It's try to stay in between the mountains this time there in California.
6: <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
3: Well, Dajji, you were talking a little bit about California Chrome, and um, one thing I would like to do is to have you and Stanford come on to Retired Racehorse Radio. It's another show we do all about thoroughbreds. But I had a question: Do you did you travel with Chrome through his entire like to Dubai and all of his world travels that he did?
6: I did. I did. Yes. Um, I came on the second half of a, of a great career with Chrome. Yes. We were over there just short, short of three months. So I learned to speak a new language.
3: Mm, stop it. You did not. Are you
5: serious? <laughs>
6: <laughs> you know, when you over there and you start to learn things, it's like picking up any other language, you know, you ask questions and they tell you what it is. And before long, you know, you kind of realize what they're saying and they were really great people over there. You know, you, Kind of get an idea, you know, when you go into another third world, as people call it, it's going to be different. They're going to look at you some kind of way. But we were celebrities over there, and it was a very good trip. I mean, it was very, i tell you what, if I had a chance to go back again, I would.
3: Absolutely. So you also do some uh, do some pony ride parties outside of Santa Anita, and you're kind of that guy Stanford was telling us about. But how did you get? I mean, you came from a place where your your parents and your grandparents were always associated with horses. But how did that translate to getting on the back of a, a racehorse?
6: Yeah, you know, I, I, I guess you know, come from my area, you know, they called it the ghetto, which you know, I went to school and watching. In Compton, uh, you know, you don't really have as many opportunities as I did, but I was lucky. My granddad owned a, a rental stable, and he had ponies and, you know, did birthday parties and stuff. So I was I was kind of lucky. Uh, you know, it, you know that was my start. And where I grew up at the old big riding stable, it, it, it opened doors for me. You know, I couldn't have never learned what I know now at nobody's riding school, without a doubt, you know. Um, there were so many people that gave me opportunities as a kid, to just ride different types of horses to really sit me up to become a jockey and know what I know now.
3: You know, you really don't hear a lot of songs that are associated with Compton that also associate like straight out of Compton is not about the horse at the Mm, police. none of those associate (laughs) with horses. So this is definitely a very unique thing. Then you got into rodeo too and started riding bulls. I think.
6: I did, yes. I rode bulls uh, all through high school. You know, um, I, I did. I knew no black jockeys. You know, I heard them, but I didn't know any of I them. Mean, just reading the stories, and you know, I would meet guys over the years that had been, you know, you know, they were older guys, and you know, I really wasn't impressed. You know, I'm like, okay, well, you know, who's doing what now? You know, so you know, my idol growing up was Pee Wee, you know, Charlie Sampson, and not only because he was African American and he was a world champion, but we also come from the same horse stable. So I was able to see my idol in person whenever he would come to town. So that was a big boost for me alone, you know, just to be able to know we come from the same place, to see him, to talk to him. That meant a lot to me.
3: Oh my gosh. That's a storybook right there. So how has that translated to what you do, you know, knowing how inspiring and how hard somebody made you work because you admired them so much. Are you taking that to the next generation?
6: I am, I am. You know, I I see a lot of it in my daughter. Uh, you know, I my son, you know, I taught him to ride when he was younger and I think he rode because I wanted him to ride and he wanted me happy. But my daughter's different. She rides because she wants to ride, you know. Watch watching London ride is like watching me with ponytails go out there you know and and, <laughs> do what she does. and, and she's very sharp, you know. I, I, I tell people this and I'm not bragging, I'm not just saying to be standing, but London's different. London learns a lot not just from me, but London comes to the racetrack a lot. And, I, and I'm not one of those parents that keep my child away from learning because there's only so much I can teach her to get her so far. So any information she can get from other people to make her better, please help. And that's what, that's what happens to her. You know, she comes to the racetrack. Those guys teach her how to check the legs. You know, she knows how to do ice bends. She knows a lot. And I'm very impressed with her. You know, for a 12-year-old, she's pretty sharp. She's pretty sharp.
3: Yeah, most people wouldn't think the backside of Santa Anita is a great place for a twelve year old. But I mean, my gosh, if she's learning and being a part of it and I wow, what doors that's gonna open for her in the horse world?
6: Correct, correct. Yes, yes. You know, and, and her accomplishments right now, you know, they're they're really good. You know, she's riding at a high level and you know, confidence, you know, and you know, I get on her like any parent because I wanna see her do good and you know, I and I do Correct her, you know. Um, you know, I'm not a barrel racer by any means, but yes, you know, I rode races, but that don't make me a horseman. What makes me a horseman is where I came from, because, like I said before, you know, almost anybody can get on a horse and want to go fast, but it's what you put into them, you know, that shows what you really know. You know, you know, there's you know, there's riders and there's horsemen, and you know, I always want to be a good rider, but I also want always wanted to hold that title is knowing about horses, you know, that's, you know, no horse, no rider, no rider. You definitely don't have a horse.
3: Absolutely. And congratulations to her. She just won the junior barrel racing at the NFR in Vegas. What? That's amazing.
6: Yeah. 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 She wound up winning the go round. You know, we were very, we were very impressed, you know, going down there, you know, I knew London would meet some of the top of the tops and this would show if she really wanted to, you know, if it was going to happen, and you know, you you can never go down there and say, you know, we got this one in the bag because we didn't know what was going to happen. You know, her first her first day running there that Wednesday, she kind of made the highlight. She kind of had a, a little sideways fall-off deal there, but she stayed on. So I think that made the crowd kind of look to see, like, what this girl was going to do the next time out, not knowing mm-hmm. that she was actually wearing a go-around. <laughs> you know, she went from barrel racing to trick riding that day. So, you know, we had a lot <laughs> of fun with that, but, but she really, you know, she – she picked it up. You know, she didn't let that stop her. Her next go around, she rode the way I thought she could ride. But even better, I mean, you know, it's one thing, you know, when you do it yourself. But when you're a parent and you see your kid doing it and the way that she did it, you know, when i seen her take off running, I can only think like, wow, this girl actually got a chance. And they, when her score went up, I couldn't believe it. You know, it put chills in your, in your body just to feel it, you know. It's, it's, and I tell London all the time, I'm not out there, so I can't coach you. But when you ride, we both ride together.
3: Oh my gosh, I love this! Well, here's the, here's what we have to do, Uh, Dahaji is. I want to have you on Retired Racehorse Radio, and then I want to interview London by herself uh, on this sure. show next time, if that's all right with you. Got to talk. I got to find out all about yeah. this horse.
6: That's right. Yeah, you got to find out about Big Red and her success. You know, he's her babysitter. Without Big Red, I don't know if I'd be a sane father right now. You know, mm-hmm. I got a twelve year old going to soon be a thirteen year old. I tell you what. Being a daddy with a 30-year-old girl is life experience.
3: Oh, dude, it just gets worse. Wait for it. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) in a nice way, I'm sure. Uh, Well, Dahaji, thank you so much. (laughs) We're going to talk to you again really soon. I've got your phone number. We're going to give you a call and book something with you and also with London. And of course, Stanford, thank you so much for introducing us to always such amazing, amazing people in the horse world. And we're lucky to call you a friend, Stanford. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Jamie and Debbie and Jen
3: absolutely i feel like i feel like i just like i just barely got wet learning all this information about these people so we're definitely gonna have to dig deeper but as it is now we have run out of time jen uh and uh debbie thank you so much for being
2: on with and putting up with me today absolutely putting up with you jamie this is always fun and i'll see you manana we talk a little bit more
4: uh, about everything
2: we've got a We've got the movement coming up, uh, the movement2020.com, and we're going to talk about you being there. So oh I'm excited God. about that. And possibly, do you want to do an auditor's meetup at the movement in June? Absolutely. We should do it. Definitely.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We'll wrangle uh, your dad to come down and visit with us auditors, too, Uh, (laughs) whether he knows it or not. And so I will see you tomorrow. And I've got to go meet the farrier right now. And then I got to go out and meet the tile guys. And then I got to take the guinea pig to the vet. So I'm out of here. Okay.
5: See y'all. Drop the
3: mic. Spanjers!